Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. fall asleep. On Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works and occasionally original stories. New episodes come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please follow us on social media, write us a review, and also share it with a friend. We'd like to thank listener D. Manzicki, who gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast recently. This episode is supported by the smell of fresh air outside in the morning. Tonight, I'll be reading the opening to the 1910 speech by Theodore Roosevelt entitled Citizenship in a Republic at the Sorbonne in Paris. The speech is popularly known as the man in the arena. To this day, someone who is heavily involved in a situation that requires courage, skill, or tenacity, as opposed to someone sitting on the sidelines and watching, is sometimes referred to as the man in the arena. Cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Strange and impressive associations rise in the mind of a man from the New World who speaks before this august body in this ancient institution of learning, before his eyes pass the shadows of mighty kings and warlike nobles, 
of great masters of law and theology. Through the shining dust of the dead centuries, he sees crowded figures that tell of the power and learning and splendor of times gone by. And he sees also the innumerable host of humble students to whom clerkship means emancipation, to whom it was well nigh the only outlet from the dark thraldom of the Middle Ages. This was the most famous university of medieval Europe at a time when no one dreamed that there was a new world to discover. Its services to the cause of human knowledge already stretched far back into the remote past at the time when my forefathers, three centuries ago, were among the sparse bands of traders, plowmen, woodchoppers, and fisher folk who, in hard struggle with the iron unfriendliness of the haunted land, were laying the foundations of what has now become the giant republic of the West. To conquer a continent, to tame the shaggy roughness of wild nature, means grim warfare, and the generations engaged in it cannot keep, still less add to, the stores of garnered wisdom which were once theirs and which are still in the hands of their brethren who dwell in the old land. To conquer the wilderness means to wrest victory from the same hostile forces with which mankind struggled in the immemorial infancy of our race. The primeval conditions must be met by the primeval qualities which are incompatible with the retention of much that has been painfully acquired by humanity, as through the ages it has striven upwards towards civilization. In conditions so primitive, there can be but a primitive culture. At first, only the rudest school can be established, for no others would meet the needs of the hard-driven, sinewy folk who thrust forward the frontier in the teeth of men and nature, and many years elapse before any of these schools can develop into seats of higher learning and broader culture. The pioneer days pass. The stump-dotted clearings expand into vast stretches of fertile farmland. The stockade clusters of log cabins change into towns. The hunters of game, the fellers of trees, the rude frontier traders and tillers of the soil, the men who wander all their lives long through the wilderness as the heralds and harbingers of an oncoming civilization, themselves vanish before the civilization for which they have...